ahead. No, so you know, World Football Summit is where the world for, where the football industry meets. That's tagline. But you know, it's become a lot more than that. It's basically where the extended sports industry comes together for kind of networking, kind of coming together to solve today's problems like nowhere else. There are going to be meetings that you're going to be able to have and 48 hours at a WFS event that you're probably not going to have for six months. Right. And it's it's that kind of, you know, a really joyous occasion for us. And Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Level podcast. And today I'm here with Jamie and Kabir. First of all, how are you guys? Thanks for taking the time. And uh, yeah, how's, how's life these days? Ole, thank you for having us. Uh, doing good. Uh, I'm here in Spain, very hot, but yeah. doing good. <laughs> very glad to be here. Glad to hear. Likewise, thank, thank you, Ole, for having us. I'm right now based out of New Delhi, India. So nice. if not hotter, let's just say similar. I, I, I don't know the light. Europe has been pretty warm recently, you know. Spain <laughs> <laughs> in particular, you know, with uh, some, some crazy, crazy temperature. Luckily, it's moving a little bit up into the UK area these days. But uh, of course, like it's a pleasure to have both of you here, you know, working for World Football Summit. And we're going to cover a lot of different things, you know, in this episode. And like I said, it's a pleasure having both of you here. And I think, you know, just, just to kind of like get everyone warm, get, get things started. Uh, I think it would be nice to, if, if both of you could kind of like, you know, very shortly talk a bit about your journey in the sport industry, how it began. And more importantly, how did you, did you end up at World Football Summit? And I'm thinking, like, if, if Jamie, you wanna you wanna kick things off? Sure. Um, it's been a long journey, but you know, it's the, until I got here to World Football Summit. But basically, ten years ago, more or less, I studied an MBA in sports management. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what I started to do was actually kind of side projects on my little free time that I had available uh, right. with sport organizations. No, so basically, consulting roles, business development roles. Uh, with different football properties, uh, sports organizations in basketball, for example. Right. Um, in fact, as a result, in 2016, I actually attended the first World Football Summit, uh, kind of, you know, trying to generate leads for what I was doing back then. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the years went by, I uh, started, you know, kept doing that. And then back in, you know, during the pandemic, I guess I was not the only one doing this, but I started my own newsletter. Right. Uh, and then, well, it was a few months ago. Uh, one of the subscribers to my newsletter was actually uh, Jan Alessi, founder of World Football Summit. He liked one of the articles that I sent out and he got in touch. We started, you know, having conversation and that's how I got up here. I got, ended up here. Awesome. That, that, uh, that's, that's a really cool story. And it really, you know, just, just, just to touch upon that, it really showcased the importance of, you know, putting down effort, you know, and then showing yourself in the industry. And uh, yeah, go, go for a career. <laughs> I, don't know, I was just about to just point, you know, agree with you there. Jaime has been a revelation here for us at WFS. But uh, yes, echoing his thoughts, it's been a pleasure to be here. My journey has been a little bit more topsy-turvy for that matter. You know, uh, I started out as a VTech engineer, moved into writing for fun for Yahoo Sports UK, very, very young on that front. That is something that I wrote just like an opinion pieces for Arsenal Football Club. And then somehow, you know, that kind of indicated to me that I wanted to work with the sports industry. After completing my bachelor's, I took like a little bit of time off and then got into a really good master's over at the AISTS in Lausanne, Switzerland, 
which basically introduced me to this wonderful industry of football and sport by extension. One thing led to another. I worked with the nascent stages of Next Sports, who are, are one of our industry partners as well for the WFS Awards right now. And then, you know, from there on, I ran into Jan, like Jaime, but like in person this time. And yeah, it was just like one of those happenstance things. It's actually been three years now this week for me at WFS, and it's been one of the best decisions I've made. I will look over the content now. And since then, it's just been a different ride altogether, if you think about it, you know, with everything pre-COVID, post, uh, during and post. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I can imagine. And I think, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, for, before we go a little bit in, then I'm glad you kind of like touched upon the pandemic because we have to cover a little bit in, in that element. But before we kind of do that, I just um, wanted to, if, if, if both or any of you could kind of like just talk a bit about like, for those that doesn't know, you know, like what is World Football Summit? Like, what does it offer? Like, what are some of the things that, you know, people can, can experience by, by being part of this. I think this is mine. <laughs> as, as respectedly, you know, a little bit longer at, at WFS, I'm going to take this one, I mean. So, yeah, right. Go uh, ahead. No, so, you know, World Football Summit is where the, world fo- where the football industry meets. That's tagline. But, you know, it's become a lot more than that. It's basically where the extended sports industry comes together for kind of networking, kind of coming together to solve today's problems like nowhere else. There are going to be meetings that you're going to be able to have and 48 hours at a WFS event that you're probably not going to have for six months. Right. And it's it's that kind of, you know, a really joyous occasion for us and for all our attendees that you kind of, you know, really look forward to coming together and doing this kind of stuff. Even more so, like you said, you know, post-pandemic, having in-person events has become so much more important for us and you know it makes you feel better but wfs as a whole if i have to describe it's the platform you know where we allow our brands properties clubs leagues federations sports spin of every sport there is to just come and use the platform for spreading the right messages and addressing the issues that are you know causing most havoc in the industry That's awesome. It's a, I'm like it's it's obviously a staple in the football industry at this point. But it's it's always good to kind of like you know bring it out there and and for those that aren't aware, you know, it's uh, it's a global global a global event and uh, a lot of people from all over the world is listening to this podcast. So you know we gotta just put it out there. But uh, Jamie, I'm like yeah, I think it would be nice to if you if you could cover it with like t- talk a little bit about your role that you're having global football summit, like some of your key key res- responsibilities. Well, basically, just to sum it up, I mean, well, Kabir is kind of at heart and soul of the business because he's the one in charge of bringing in all the speakers, all the, you know, deciding the program, all the content. No? So awesome. then my role comes in afterwards. I yeah. amplify what he's doing. So basically, we, uh, I, I am responsible for all the marketing strategy. So on one hand, it's uh, taking those speakers, uh, the content and the knowledge they bring to the table and share mm-hmm. it with our whole community um, outside of the event. Okay, um, that's that's on one hand. So a lot of the content um, strategy and distribution of the content, yeah. but also uh, marketing also uh, understands 
uh, or comprehends all, all the areas of, of analyzing the customer. So obviously we have uh, B2B customers and we'll go into detail later, no? but uh, obviously we have businesses that work with us. Uh, so we look into the type of businesses that are more interested in coming to our events right. and also the people that buy their tickets. So having that analysis just to make sure that the event that we prepare for them is relevant, which is, right. which is the goal. Awesome. And, and Kabir, I mean, like, that's the heart and the soul. I mean, like, how do you, how do you describe that in terms of key tasks and responsibilities? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to try and stay humble because Jaime has been doing a great job at marketing me. Thank you for that. <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, it, it is what he said, you know, about bringing together that kind of knowledge from these experts, these global experts, they have to be, you know, given the right kind of platform, they have a lot to share. And honestly, we need to listen to what they're saying. But it has to be delivered in a way that's comprehensible, coherent, and also kind of, you know, something that's not hitting you too hard that you're shocked completely. So it has to be delivered in a fashion that everybody, no matter where they're coming from, all sort of attendees, sports industry or otherwise, are able to not only digest, but act upon that knowledge. Mm. So, yeah, it's for me, it's more about being the point of contact for our speakers from the point where they are interested in joining us up until the point where I get them on the you know panel, they're comfortable there, we get them with the right moderators, the timing has to be correct, and then you know, finally the panel takes place. So for me personally, my responsibilities kind of don't start or end. It's like a nice circle there. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, like it's a very, very critical role as, as well, right? I mean, like uh, the speaker has to be has to feel comfortable and it's a big part of part of the summit. So I I I, I get why saying the heart and the soul? <laughs> so there are many, many pieces to it, of course. And obviously, you know, all of your jobs are very important in order to make it, you know, a, a great event. But but I think we had to talk a little about, you know, like, uh, you know, being a little bit back from, you know, in a sense, post-pandemic, if you want to call it that way. And and it's been it's been a time where obviously it's been very little possible to have in-person events. And and I guess like from for, from both of you side, like, how does it feel to be back in person, you know, this September? And I guess, like, what are some of the key challenges you still face due to the situation that, that you still kind of like have to uh, work with and, and, and cover? Well, Ole, it feels great, to be honest. Um, it is true that we've done several ver um, hybrid events, you know, with the virtual and, and the physical component. But this year, it's, it's different. You feel people, there's a different vibe. Uh, people really look forward to having these in-person events. And actually, uh, I was speaking with uh, one of our clients uh, the other day and actually goes back to the roles in marketing. Speak to your clients. Uh, that's, that's key. Um, and he was saying, you know, that when you go to these in-person events, you actually accelerate business uh, to, to another level because you close years worth of work in just a few days. Right. So because you have that in-person conversation and at the end of the day where people don't really like to talk in person. Um, it, it is true, though, that there's still some challenges. Um, one of the things that obviously uh, the pandemic brought is uh, the emergence of a lot of virtual events. And one of the things that we notice is that there's still I mean, people can be, if, you know, can be more picky, if you want to call it that way. Uh, in, in terms of the events they want to attend, and I'm, you know, referring to speakers, attendees, uh, businesses, no, right. because there's some, there are a lot of events that you can go virtually as well. You really have to demonstrate the value of going into those events in person. So, so that's one of the challenges, and also, obviously, there's still some people that even, you know, we, we live in a very different world as the one that we were living a few years ago. Um, 
some people are still more crowd conscious than they were before no so so that you also have to respect that uh, and 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 be you know uh, yeah respectful of of that reality right you wanna you wanna touch touch upon something else Kabir? no i think i mean I may put that really in a good nutshell because uh, it has been difficult on that front. You know, I was there when we effectively we were about to launch WFS Africa back in March 2020 when we got to know the big news. And then we had to really, really redesign ourselves as a company, you know, in that moment because we did not know when we were going back to an in-person event. And we kind of, I would say, successfully became a hybrid events company quite fast over yeah. the course of a couple of months because we were ready with WFS Live in July. And that was a tremendous success considering we had Ronaldo, we had all President Infantino joined that one as well. And for me, I mean, personally, I had just moved to Madrid and, you know, this was just kind of a gigantic change. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that has been a big challenge going forward because last year when we were at the Wanda Metropolitano, we had, it was technically an in-person event, but I completely agree with Jaime that there was that kind of, you know, consciousness with the crowd, they were, you know, concerned about, hey, is everything going to be okay and everything. Yeah. Despite the safety factor very much in place, it's going to take some time. And I hope that this is the year where we finally, you know, get rid of those mini shackles as you were, where we feel that, hey, we're happy, we're safe, we're celebrating at a WFS event. Right. No, I mean, like, makes makes total sense. Though. And I mean, like, in, in a pandemic situation, you kind of, like, have to adapt and then and, uh, change change very fast you know like it's, it's kind of like the whole adaptive die situation i mean like not necessarily it has to go that far but but it's it's follow a little bit that that element and i uh, i think like you know if, if we look a little bit forward and and we um sharing like i guess some of the trends or like things that you guys foresee in the football summit events category moving forward because i think obviously the pandemic was a very you know, valuable learning experience and valuable key lessons. So looking kind of like into that experience, how kind of like, I guess the event, uh, the event and summit landscape has changed. Uh, what are some of the, you know, key trends that you, you both foresee moving forward for this industry and sector? Uh, you know, one thing that's, I mean, becoming more and more evident today is a short form of pretty much anything content or event for that matter. Right. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of speakers, a lot of our attendees would prefer, this is my foreseeing, a shorter event, you know, pre-events, post-events, but like those with like short form events, really quick, speed marketing, speed networking, if you will, of right. those sorts of events are going to be a little bit more popular with the crowd. And I think one of the key trends that you're going to see this year, especially at WS. 22 is the onset of themes, you know, becoming very, very important with your content. And uh, we developed the WFS tracks. We have 11 of them that encompass, you know, mostly everything that falls under the sun of sports industry, right. sustainability, web 3.0, women's football, everything, you know, investments, governance and legal, all that kind of thing. The idea is that when you put everything in sort of like, you know, different, different topics and tracks, mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier for the people who, even if they have a short, attention span who want to know okay right. i want to watch this particular panel because it falls under web 3.0 mm -hmm. i know nothing about investments i'll probably go and get myself educated so for me those are the next you know upcoming trends yeah well it makes uh, make, make, makes make, makes total sense and i mean like it's a, it's a very you know as you were talking about like 
the the tension span and and I guess in itself also what what the what what the end user and the participant is also demanding right in a sense of like it's much higher demands of like also finding kind of like the things that you align better with now I think people is like how do it's all about kind of like the ROI right like how do I how do I get the med most out of that experience that I'm attending and I mean like it makes sense to kind of optimize that and personalize it as, as much as you can. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I'm thinking as well, just to jump in on the trends, Ole, um, is um, out of the big events, like the ones that we organize in, in WFS Europe, you have different, imagine this is like an umbrella, no? You have different events that are, let's say, as Kapit was saying, no, more, more focused on different topics, right? So maybe you have one focused solely on innovation. And right. then on that regard, you can just really focus the conversation on those topics so that um, those that are really, back to your point, that are really want to target a specific group of the industry, they know where to go. At the end of the day, both events complement each other because in terms of capacity, in terms of knowledge, in terms of breadth of content, um, obviously the, the flagship events like World Football Summit, uh, like the one that we have, it covers a lot of things because we have more time. But if you want to really go niche, niche um, I think that's another trend we'll see in the future. I was just about to say that, you know, Jaime has made a very nice, you know, link to our football innovation forum that we just held in May, uh, because that is exactly, you know, that kind of short form one day quick fire event where we go through with like, you know, okay, football innovation, that's it. Yep. Right. No, I mean, it, it makes sense though, right? Because I mean, like we, I think sport industry as well, have become a quite, and even the football industry itself has become quite segmented, right? And we kind of like have our areas of expertise or knowledge or areas that we want to kind of like dive deeper into or focus into. And so hence, like, you know, you kind of create this narrow, narrow pathway, right? In terms of like what you want to, want to learn. And um, I guess like once we're in the, the element of, um, you know, talking about like the main event in September itself uh, and, if you want to like highlight a bit about like what kind of audience are you targeting uh, and how can, you know, young students and you know, sport professionals uh, attend this event? Because obviously, you know, at the end of the day, you talk a lot about B2B, but it's also, you know, the, 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 the student, the professional, you know, that, that are, are attending these events too. So talk a little bit about that. That's actually a marketing question. So I'll take this front. <laughs> um, yeah. On one hand, as you said, there's a, there's a component, there's a B2B component where, you know, we, we have people coming, you know, representing football clubs, leagues, federations. There's also sports brands, so call it service providers, tech companies, you name it. You know, anybody who wants to get associated with, with the industry. Uh, but as you said, there's also a component in terms of B2C. No? So there's individuals that, for whatever reason, um, they just go in there uh, without representing any institution. Uh, they just want to, you know, go on their own terms or they don't want to uh, partner in terms of uh, or find a partnership no and obviously there's there's a big component of students as well which are the future of the industry um, now here students they can actually um, this is a big key for us because uh, some of them um, volunteer and it's a great way to get your foot in the door uh, in fact um, some of our current colleagues are working with us because they previously volunteered to some of our events uh, but there's also a lot of students that are actually looking to, because when you, when you study these things, and I studied a, a, an MBA sports management, you don't you don't realize how many companies there are out there, 
So it's a great opportunity to go in there and, and see uh, the different um, the different businesses and the different, uh, you know, the, the, the breadth of the industry, you know, and, and in that sense, um, well, actually, thanks to you guys, I mean, uh, because you, you help us reach a lot of, of that crowd, you know, of, of those students that want to enter the industry. And in fact, um, you have the students that come in through, through, through you guys get a special discount, no? so, so make sure you, you get advantage of that because it's a really a great way to, to really get your foot in the door. And I'm not saying that just because I'm in this podcast, I, right. it, it is how it works. So, yeah, I'm like, I think it's, first of all, you know, we're, we're proud to be part of the event and, uh, you know, I think it's important for, for the community, right. That, that, that we're part of them. I mean, like our goal, and I think we have a, you know, a similar goal in many senses, you know, to help educate the industry and, and help, you know, people, to, to have a better understanding of what, what, what they're doing, right? So we're, we're very happy to, you know, that you guys are having a special discount for, for, for Sporting Global users. So, you know, obviously make, make sure to, to check that out. And if you haven't signed up, you know, do that. So you get that special discount. Um, and, and I mean, like, I, I think it's, it's as you're talking about too. And I think, I think this is one of the key things, which is very important because a lot of people that want to go in the football industry, they're very kind of like, oh, I want to work for Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United. It's like only the big players, right? And then you kind of like forget that, well, there's a lot of other teams. There's a lot of other stuff going on in the football industry alone. It's not just, you know, clubs and leagues, you know, that is part of that. And, and then it's also kind of like the element of competition, right? And so like, yeah, I mean, like how many people want to work for, uh, Real Madrid okay that's a lot of people and maybe they have one position <laughs> and then you know it's only one person that can get that job so you know if you want to and if you want to reach those goals I mean like there's many pathways to perhaps end up there one day and utilizing you know these kind of events these kind of uh, summits you know to to learn more about what's going on like see uh, perhaps you know Maybe there's a company that you can work for that works with Real Madrid, you know, and then you kind of like have that link nonetheless. So there's there's always pathways in there. And, and I think that segues really well into my last questions, which really touches upon. And I and I want kind of both of you to, to kind of have sharing each your side here. I'm sure you guys will align a little bit, but maybe we want to talk a little bit about, you know, some final key tips that you have, you know, for anyone out there looking to get their foot in the football industry like first of all like what kind of tips is that and second of all like how can they stand out at an event like world football summit for instance because i think one of the key things is people are like okay i want to go there uh and it, like you're kind of like okay I'm, I'm attending this event i'm buying the ticket like i'm going down there and then i'm just going around and i'm listening to stuff and then it's just like Yes, I learned some new stuff, but how do you, how do you like stand out? How do you optimize, you know, the, the, this, this thing? Because a lot of the things when you're young, you know, it's like people say, okay, you got a network, you got to get experience, but nobody tells you like, how do you actually do it? And so two, two part question there, like what kind of tips do you have for people, for students that want to go into the industry? And second, what is your like, you know, top tip for standing out at, at the World Football Summit event or, or something similar? Perfect. Uh, I'll kickstart this one anyway. Uh, seeing that, you know, I, I have come out from the outside of the industry, so I think I'm a little bit better inclined to talk about, you know, what you said about coming in, you know, looking for that elusive Real Madrid job, so to speak. And I think the first thing is going to be a little on the nose, but it's also one of the most important things to know. You need to be patient. It's not an A, B, C situation. You're not going to just 
come in, take a master's, first job out of there, Real Madrid. Not going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it might sound a little cliche, but it's true. I, I think I, one of my mentors really early on reminded me of that, that, you know, no matter who you are, you're going to have to work your way to the top. And not only that, sometimes you need to wait your turn. And that's okay. And I feel that's very important to learn because when you realize that you're going to be patient, you're going to be working harder, and you're also going to take opportunities in front of you a lot more seriously than instead of just thinking, you know, oh, this is just a stepping stone to, you know, moving on. It's like, you know, when people say that, you know, players move from one club to the other, but they have like a bigger club in mind. This is not the same thing. Yeah. Every opportunity, every company, everywhere you work is very important for you to give you 100% because right. you're going to be learning a lot more on the job than daydreaming. <laughs> and I think which kind of brings me into my second point for that matter in terms of tips is it's very important to know who you are and what you want because mm. just thinking that I want a job at a club company or something, that's not going to be enough. No. And from my personal experience, that actually turns off a lot of the employers because you're like, oh, I can do everything. Yeah. That's not who they're looking for. No. They're looking for very specific experts. Jaime, yeah. for that matter, you know, we were very excited to have somebody who understands marketing top to bottom. Uh, and that's the point I'm trying to make here that it's not, it's okay to not know when you're starting out, yeah. but you have to start to, you know, become a little self-aware and really right. want to know that, okay, this is where I want to work with. This right. is what I'm good at. So before Jaime, you, you kind of jump in here, I, I wanted to just touch touch a little bit upon it, like in terms of kind of advice for like going like at an event, because I mean, like, I think, think a lot of the challenge with, with young students and kind of like people in the industry is that they want to work with sports, right? Or football, or, or they kind of like have that idea, but they don't know what yet. And so, uh, you know, if, if kind of like going to that event and, and, and sort of like, you talk a little bit about kind of that finding that angle, right? And and like from my side, I mean, like you feel free to disagree or agree accordingly of how you want. But but I think you know going into these events, it's like have a clear goal or like tracks or track track or tracks that you want to like. Okay, this should be my focus for like this event. Like if you want to learn more about marketing, okay, so focus on the things that are about marketing. Or if you want to learn more about business, okay, focus on this then and kind of like have that as your angle. So you kind of like already have decided on a track, you know, in a sense to kind of like make your, I guess, in a sense, experience a little bit more specific, more relevant. And that perhaps also trickle into like, if you choose like a marketing route, okay, maybe it makes sense for you to connect with as much marketing people that you can and try to soak in as much knowledge from that. And it's just like builds a very, you know, pathway. But, but again, like I'm just sharing what I'm thinking, you know, but, but feel free, like if there's, there is anything else you want to add on or, or, or touch upon that. Difficult to add. I, I was just thinking just to make it quick, but three quick things, no, on one yeah. hand, um, obviously people in the industry are very empathetic because they, you know, they've been in your position before. Yeah. So they, they, they once started out as well. So they're really looking forward to speaking to you. And then I guess I see it two ways. On one hand, well, first you have to add value in the sense of what, what, what does the person going, that you're speaking with going to get out of speaking from you, right? Because everybody can go up and say, hey, I want to work for Real Madrid. Okay, what makes you different? So, yeah. so but that's what you really need to think about. And there's a difference between being and honestly, I'm a, I'm the biggest introvert in the world, no. So right. I guess these type of events for introvert people, it's it's tough. Right. 
Uh, but sometimes you have to understand that maybe adding value is also introverts are good at listening. Yeah. So maybe you don't need to speak as much, but you do have to listen and answer the right and ask the right questions. Mm. And that also adds value. So, oh, yeah. so I think that that's something that you, you shouldn't really be afraid of. Um, you, you feel like you don't have something to say, fine, but you do have something to listen to and then keep asking questions and show your curiosity. So anybody can benefit from this. I think I think it's a very important thing you're touching upon there too, and and, and I mean like there's there's all, all kind of people attending this event, and, and I mean like again finding your angle and understanding what you're good at. You know, at the end of the day, it's coming down to like, okay, who are you as a person, uh, and and of course putting yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone. You know, which we which we all need to do in order to keep 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 learning. Um, yeah, I mean like yeah, I I think with that, you know, we're we're uh, uh, pretty much you know. Time for us to wrap up. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun uh, talking with both of you about your a little bit about your journey, a lot about World Football Summit as an event and what's what's going on, uh, and and things that are happening you know in the in, in the near future. So it's very exciting. It's been a pleasure having both of you here, and uh, thanks thanks once again for sharing your tips 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 and insights. And it, it was a lot of fun for having you guys here. Ole, thank you for having us. For us, it was it was great, and we really look forward to meeting in person in Sevilla. So, likewise, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Agreed. it. Agreed. Thank you, thank you so much, Ole. This was this was really fun. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, for those of you that have been here all the way at the end, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well, so you get you know weekly tips, weekly tips, you know, from key leaders every every week, you know, uh, from all over the sport industry, you know, all over the world, sharing their tips and insights, their journey, so you can help find your pathway. And of course, if you haven't already, you know, make sure to sign up at sportinggoal.com for free. Don't want the iOS app or Android, whatever preference you have, so you can you know connect with the guys at World Football Summit. You can get a special discount, you know, all this good stuff, so you're ready for the event in in September. Lastly, though, there, there's one thing here that I got to, you know, we had a little bit challenge at the Sporting World podcast. And so I have to challenge you guys out a little bit, you know, at the end here, you know, it's just, just a tradition at this point, you know? And so I have to teach you guys a little bit of Norwegian. It's like the one thing we have to okay. do. <laughs> Go for so, it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> be ready. Um, yeah. So with every video we do, we always finish with the snakkes which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you guys have to say. Visnokes. There you go. Visnokes. Perfect. You guys are naturals. It's amazing. Well, well done. <laughs> and have us over at Norway and we'll, you know, for a couple of weeks, yeah. we'll, we'll get better at that. Pretty much. Pretty exactly. much. Over some pickled, pickled herring, if I'm not wrong. Like, don't yeah, get me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's a Nordic, Nordic pitch. I'm, I'm not a bad. fan, but... <laughs> but yeah. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Ole, thank you so much. Ole, gracias. Chao. All right. Good luck, kids. Bye.